Welcome, everybody. My name is Pastor Josh. I'm Pastor Matt. And this is Talking the Word. Uh, today, we have a question that was brought to us, and that is, um, how can a, why does loving God allow bad things to happen to good people? Yes. Um, and so I like that question because it it does this, and it assumes, it assumes something that, um, you know, that we all tend to think we are, and that is good. It assumes that we're good and that there's such thing as a good person in this world. And when, when in all honesty, you look at that question is no one's good. Um, because when you look at the basis of where's our defining definition of what's good um, in society and in the world today. And that is, you know, um, you can you can tell easily by when we have rules and regulations and laws we have to follow each and every day um, to keep us safe. And that we live our life on, yes. whether it's uh the worldly rules and regulations that like our government puts in place or whether it's biblical rules that Jesus has put in place. That's right. Um, we all have something we live a life on. So to assume that, you know, to say the whole thing of, you know, if God's so loving, why does he allow bad things to happen to good people is assuming that there's a such thing as a good person in this world mm-hmm. and no one's good. There's no such thing as a good person. We're all sinners and need a God saving grace. And, right. and when we're shown that we're sinners, one by the cross, but also when you look at the commandments that he gave and, you know, have you murdered? Have you committed adultery? Have you stole? Have you lied? Have you, you know, used God's name in vain? Like, you know, have it, you know, we, we, we can see that throughout, throughout history and time that, you know, we're, we're, we're sinful people mm-hmm. that live sinful lives, but need a loving God with grace to kind of right. come in and, um, you right. know, divert and change us and bring mm-hmm. us back to him. That's right. Um, and so by taking that question, you know, basically you can sum that up in one answer and that is no one's good. Oh, and, and that kind of sums it up there, but we're not going to leave it there. We're going to no. really no. dig in and um, kind of talk about, you know, why, yes. why, you know, why, you yes, know, you've got to allow pain and suffering in this world and, and allow us to, to hit those moments. It's just, it's just like the common question that's always asked is, you know, it's just like, you know, you watch TV and you hear about shootings and you get the question mm-hmm. of why didn't God stop the trigger from being pulled? Well, when you, when you get in the whole realm of yes. why didn't God stop this from happening? Then you look at it as well, if God were to stop it, then you start getting into the whole, mm-hmm. you know, you get out of the basis of the, of the free choice, free will. And by God allowing that trigger to be pulled, that shows us that we have the choice to choose whether what yes. we're going to do and what our choices are going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. if God were to stop that trigger every time mm-hmm. or stop that rape or stop yeah. that theft or whatever, or, mm-hmm. you know, then, then it kind of puts God in a position where it's true. It, then, then he's kind of, we, we don't have a choice in, in, yeah. in what we do. And, yeah. and, and God clearly tells us in his word that we have a choice. We have to choose our path. He lets mm-hmm. us know that you got to choose. You got to come to a point in life. You got to choose, you know, who do you want to serve? God of the world. That's right. And it comes down to that basis. And so when you got in a situation like someone has you know, being shot, you got to look at that. You have that choice. You can choose at that moment whether or not you're going to pull that trigger or not. And, and see, the thing of it is, and this is, you know, we're born into this, and that is 90%, of, 99% of the time, we choose to sin and we choose to turn our back on God because we, you know, we get so immersed in this world and this culture yeah. that that we, we honestly, at moments and times, we let the things of this world basically kind of kind of blind us like a blinder to where to we forget about God. And, it and and it's just like, you know, when, when you look at Jesus going on the cross and that whole situation, you look how, you know, disciples were forgetting him and denying him and saying, I don't know him. And it's like, because they forgot yes. exactly what he did, what his ministry was about, 
every all the miracles he performed and what he said he was there to do, they forgot who he was until until eventually they got convicted and they realized, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And you know, we tend we get in this whole we do. deal where we, we forget do. about you know we do. who who God is. And, and we can't live our life that way. And so when you go to the whole basis of, you know, the reason why, you know, God's allowing that trigger to be pulled is because he's allowing that trigger to be pulled because yes. he's given us a choice to make the decision is, um, you know, on that moment in time, who are you going to serve? Right. You're going to choose to serve me because he doesn't force us to serve him. He doesn't force us to choose him. He goes, you have an opportunity. The opportunity is, are you going to run to me? Yes. And bow your knees before me and lay your burden out that cross and come to me and tell me you want set free, or are you going to run the world through it for your saving grace? You said it best, Pastor Josh. God won't rob us of free will. We were created um, to uh, make the choice ourselves. God did not create spiritual robots, He didn't put Adam and Eve in the garden and uh, just make them. Uh, Obedient to everything he said, he gave them the choice. And from the yeah. moment that mankind chose to sin in the garden, to rebel against God, to sin against God, to disobey God, that choice has affected all of the human race because sin entered into the world and the sin nature was exposed and really brought to fruition in the life of a person. You mentioned about how, you know, you talk about people that commit violent crimes, people that do evil things. Unfortunately, there's some victims of, of violent crime that are good people. There's, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, people in the world that uh, do do violent things, mean things that are very that are very evil. But there's a scripture that comes to mind in Romans that explains it all. What you said, we have the we have the freedom of choice. We have the freedom of making our own decisions. And in Romans chapter 3, verse number 10, it says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. Verse 11 says, There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have all together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. The Bible also says the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? So we don't have inherently a good nature. Yeah. The human nature is an evil nature. Why do you know that? Because look at the murder and the crime and the evil things that happen. Look at all of the uh, the sin that's in the world today. And it's only getting worse. It is. Now, Jesus came to die for the sins of mankind. He obviously, as we know, as we preach, as we teach, he gave his life. He shed his blood. His death and resurrection makes salvation possible. We are set free from the law of sin and death. But because of man's sin, because of man's free will, we we choose whether or not we're going to serve. You said it very clearly. Uh, we're given a choice. The Bible has many, many times in the scripture where it it gives the human the human being the choice. Jeremiah said in the scripture, the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Joshua told the children of Israel, choose this day whom you're going to serve as for me in my house will serve the Lord. We're also told that, you know, I said before you the the path of, of life and the path of death. Yep. We choose that. And yep. like you said, whether it is a person that's committing a violent crime and shooting somebody, whether it is a, a, a person that, you know, gives in to temptation and becomes addicted to alcohol or drugs or chemical dependency, and that ultimately ends up destroying them and a lot of other people. People act out in violence. People act out in anger. People 
commit all kinds of horrible things. And when bad things happen to good people, we think, well, why would something happen to somebody like that? He or she's such a good person. Yeah. We live in the, it's, we live in a world that's evil. And because of that, because of that, Pastor Josh, we have this uh, inerrant sin nature that will manifest itself. Yep. And it's like you said, you know, I've never seen a single gun ever kill a person. A human being holding that gun has killed a person. Yeah, I've never true. seen a vehicle crash into another person and kill that person. I've seen a drunk driver or a reckless driver or a person that yep, is, is driving under the influence operating that machinery yep. and operating that vehicle and killing an individual. That's where we have to understand where and why bad things happen to good people. And I know this is a long time ago when you were just a child when this happened, but I remember very clearly almost 20 years ago in 2001 when 9-11 happened. Yeah. And um, shortly after that, there was a great deal of patriotism and people were were mourning the loss. People were angry. People were uh, wanting revenge. People uh, were were feeling all kinds of emotions. A lot of patriotism, a lot of anger, a lot of sense. We want vengeance. We want revenge. And a lot of unity. It brought the country together. That was probably the only time I ever seen people from both sides of the political aisle actually come together and realize we're all Americans. But one prevailing attitude that I heard a lot of was a lot of cynicism by people saying, why would a loving God allow that kind of thing to happen in America? Yeah. Especially a country that's got in God we trust on our money and and it has a uh, plaque of the Ten, has an image of the Ten Commandments above the Supreme Court. Yeah. I, I thought we were a Christian nation. I thought we were God's favored nation. Well, well, and and people wanted to know why that would happen. Mm -hmm. So and it falls back on this because people believe that well, I'm with God, so nothing bad's going to happen to me, which is which is false because God literally states that as long as you're with me, you're going to suffer in my name, you're going to go through persecution in my name. <clears throat> it's just part of life. God does not promise us a life of of, of without suffering, without pain, because if so we'd be sinless. And it's through our choices, our sins, why we have suffering and pain. And our suffering and pain is is God, is in a way. It, it not only is it God's you know, punishing us and showing us that we did wrong, but it's also God growing us and building us and transforming us into who he wants us to be. Mm -hmm. And it's through moments like that, you know, where people asking those questions and, mm -hmm. and stuff. And, you get, and it's a wrong mindset to have is, is when we look at that and think, you know, well, we have God here. We pray, we do this. And so I don't understand why God's doing this to me. And, and when you got people asking those questions, it's like, you just got to revert them back to read your Bible. Because you will you will know exactly why is God do why is God doing this exactly why That's he did right. this because he'll tell you you're gonna suffer in my name that's right and you have choices and you can to choose that's true and 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 see you may have not done, done anything been able to do anything to prevent that but but the people in that that's plane right. had choices yes and I, I mean to be honest you know some of the pastors could have got up and tried to fight back whatever but sure. but the but the men that were you know flying the plane. And they had a bomb strapped to whatever it was, you know, mm -hmm. that were that hijacked or whatever. They had a choice to make. They did. Whether they were going to serve the world or God, and they chose the world. And yeah. because of that, yeah. because of the results, and God does say yeah. that the wages of sin is what? Death. Yeah. And that comes with life. That's right. Is he, That's right. he tells us that we're not promised tomorrow. No. We're not that we're a mist in the vapor. We're here one minute and gone the next. Sure. And I mean, our life is super short. Mm -hmm. It's like a blink of an eye. And it's like, that's why he always tells us, be ready. That's because right. for you never know. No. So you don't know the time. I, I, I think back to the horrible school shooting in Columbine High yep. School in Littleton, Colorado, when 
those two those two boys uh, just just mowed down all those students and killed those students. And I'm reminded of the of the young lady Casey Bernal yep. that was shot and killed. And those those two young men, obviously, uh, very very uh, difficult to if you're a parent of a teenager to have to think that that yep. could happen to your child. But I really think back to she was she was in that room in that classroom and they came in with those semi-automatic weapons and, and killing and shooting and shooting up that yep. school. And they ask anybody here a Christian and she stood up and said, yes, I am. And they shot her and they killed her. Yeah. Now you can ask yourself, you know, why does that happen? Why does those things happen? Jesus told us in John 16 and 33, these, these words, and people don't want to hear these words, but it's still true, Josh, today as it was the day he said it, yep. the night that he was betrayed. In John 16, 33, Jesus said, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. That's a great, that's a great promise. Wonderful. It is. But it's the second part of that verse nobody wants to hear. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now, we know Jesus gives us peace and we know that Jesus can comfort us. We also know that he's overcome the world yep. by his death and resurrection yep. on the cross. But Jesus didn't say to Josh and to Matt and to every other human being that's on the face of this earth. These things I've spoken to you that in me, you might have peace or you may have peace. In the world, you might have tribulation. In the yeah. world, you could have tribulation. In the world, you yeah. you uh, may encounter. No, he said, in the world, you will yep, have will. tribulation. He said, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. What Jesus was saying was, in this world, you're going to suffer. Make yeah. no mistake about it. You can't. You can't avoid it. You can't. Um, you can't try to bypass it or get around it. It's going to happen. Yeah. Bad yeah. things are going to happen to good people. That's why Jesus said that God sends rain on the just as well as the unjust. Yep. Suffering is not a uh, is not a respecter of person. Yeah, Su suffering does not discriminate. Nope. It, it you know I've seen too many people in my life, good people, that have suffered. My family and I have gone through that firsthand. My Same. wife, my wife has has um, you know dealt for the last 13 years with the loss of her mother. And I'll say this for my mother-in-law, she was one of the godliest women I ever met. She was one of God's really special, special servants. And she was mightily used of God and was a great woman of God, a woman of faith. 52, 53 years of age. Why would, why would she leave this world? Yeah. And you've got people out here that, that pardon me for saying this, Pastor Josh, and getting so getting so personal, but you got people out here that commit crime, that are murderers, that are rapists, that are drug addicts, that are that are that are that are horrible people. You got people out there that 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 abuse. Uh, you got pedophiles. You've got sexual predators. Yep. You've got wicked, evil people. You got crooked politicians in Washington. You got people that are in Hollywood that are that are that are immoral, that are oh, yeah. promoting all kinds of, of satanic and godless stuff. In their in their in their uh, in their in the in the entertainment industry, and you see all these things, and yet they're all they're out walking free. They're out, you know, living life, and it and you say to yourself, well, how does this happen to me, or why does this happen to my family, or why does this happen to somebody I know and love, and this person over here it doesn't seem to take take any effect on them. Well, that's not the right way to approach that because we don't know sometimes what a person's going through, but I promise you. 
The Bible says God is not mocked for whatsoever a man sows, that will he also reap. So everyone's going to reap what they sow in this life. If you sow it, you grow it. Mm -hmm. So if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. And, and so if we think or feel like, well, I'm, I, I'm not, I, you know, I'm, I'm not having a good situation right now. My life's not in a good place and things aren't working well for me. But look at this person over here. They seem to be doing great and everything seems to be going well. Trust me, there's going to be a time when they're going to have to they're going to have to face the consequences of their actions. But, you know, we, we're given a free will, Josh. We live in an evil world. We do. There's no ways, like I said in Romans three, this is an evil world, and and a lot of times because of the evil in the world, one of the one of the effects of that is, is that there's going to be there's going to be there's going to be people that are hurt, people that are that are part of what I call the collateral damage mm-hmm. of the devil's destruction, because he seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. He does. And Jesus said, "I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly." And it's like you said there, you know, when people get away from God. And people don't know the Lord. They're 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 living any way they want to live. Yep. And what's the Bible say? There's a way that seems right unto a man, but the ends thereof lead to destruction. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so when you're on that path, Josh, like you talked about, when you're on when you're trying to live right for the Lord and you're trying to walk with, with the Lord by faith, you're gonna have bad things. You but will. what does that suffering do? But think about it. When you're going through a situation where you're dealing with suffering or persecution or pain or 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 difficulty. People are going to watch you and how you respond. That gives you the chance to really impact somebody because they can say, look, you know what? Look what Josh Hopper's going through. And he can still praise the Lord. He's still serving the Lord. He's yeah. still telling me God's God, God's good. That That's going to have a profound yeah. effect. On well, well it's like I heard you describe this way by a pastor and he described it. Uh, he had a thing of Oreos and a brown paper sack. And he was like, you know, if you go to the store and, uh, you know, I'm mean, more apt to go to the Oreos and, you know, but here's why. Yes. And he goes, because because you don't know the contents inside the brown paper bag. Yes. You don't, you know, it looks plain. It, it, you don't want that because there's no, there's nothing that a brown paper bag mm-hmm. that makes it so appealing. And you mm-hmm. don't know what's in there. So why would you want to buy something you don't know of? That's right. And it's just like, you know, it's just like we come to this point. Like, well, people, you know, have to encounter God mm-hmm. and and stuff. And it's like but people are only going to encounter God. Yep. One, they're going to they're going to encounter God through you. Mm-hmm. Because because you're the evidence of Christ, mm-hmm. you reflect Christ, you reflect you Christ, and that's how they encounter Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was describing it as in, you know, you're more apt to go to the to the cookie section and get a thing of Oreos because you know what the contents is. It looks good, it looks appealing. You want that, so you will buy that. He goes, that's what we are. We're the package of Oreos for for God, where people look at us and go, do I want what they have? Are we and he and he looks this guy look at this, he goes, Are you living like the pack of Oreos or the brown paper bag where people can see who you are yeah. or not know who you are? And, That's and, right. and and it falls into life with this, and that is, you know, you can't change the world no. if people don't know who you are. That's right. And the only way to change the world is it got to start back in your heart. And you gotta change your it heart does. and you gotta reinvert your whole mindset. That's right. You, you, everything. You gotta you gotta change your heart back to God. Mm-hmm. And and to the point you, you bow down, surrender, and realize that right. you need a savior. That's right. You know, um, because if you, mm-hmm. you want, you know, you people always talk about, you know, uh, you know, they're always bringing that question up, you know, why do good things have bad people? Why do bad things have to good people? And why does God allow this? Why does God allow famine, rape, war, and, you yes. know, murders? And why does he allow people to be homeless and go hungry? 
And it's just like it's just like a song that Matthew West song. It was why mm-hmm. why God, and he was basically saying, you know, of course he asked God, and God's like saying, because I made you, mm-hmm. and and He made us for a purpose, yes, and 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 you know, and we can change the outcome of the situation. We That's can right. change the world by changing our hearts, That's right. by understanding our need for a savior, Amen. and it all and it all comes back to where whether you're a Christian or not, you gotta understand who God is and yes. who God is to you. That's right. Because the moment you Amen. understand just how much Jesus means to you, and and how much that cross means and how much it mm-hmm. meant for Jesus to go to mm-hmm. that cross and that you mm-hmm. understood that you were a mm-hmm. sinner and needed a mm-hmm. savior and that you needed Jesus and that because you were messed up and because you looked at Christ, turned your back and spat in his face and you put him on that mm-hmm. cross, he still loved you and you understand that mm-hmm. that even though I was and the worst person I could ever be mm-hmm. and I did all these awful things to God, he still loved me. That's right. Why? And, and, it's, and, it's to, and it's something to think about. That's right. So Romans 8 and 39 says, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Yep. And a lot of times when we get to that point, we don't realize how much God loves us until we hit rock bottom. The One of the one of the greatest examples of overcoming suffering, bad things happening to good people, Corey Chen Boom. Yep. Uh, her family, her father and family, they uh, they hid Jewish people yeah. uh, when they lived in, in the Netherlands and in Holland from the Nazis. They were later arrested. They were caught and sent to a concentration camp and she survived. Many of her family didn't. Yep. And she had a quote that she said one time, and I like this, and I say this a lot. And she said these words, Corey Ten Boone said, you can never learn that Christ is all you need until Christ is all you have. And a lot of times we have to get to the point where the suffering and the struggle that we have, it's like Charles Dickens said, suffering has been, has been stronger than all other teaching. He said, I have been bent and broken, but I hope into better shape. A lot of times the suffering and the, str- the struggles, the furnace of affliction, as mm-hmm. it's called in the Bible, that's, that's designed to make us better. It's designed to purify us. When bad things happen to good people, part of the reason is, is that it's designed to show other people that God is able yeah. to, to bring us out of that. Look at Job. Look what Job did. Job Job went through some horrible suffering, and he was a good man. The Bible says that he was perfect and upright in all his ways. He loved he God, was. and he hated evil. And yet, mm-hmm. in a matter of, 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 of time, all 10 of his children died. He lost everything. He went from being a wealthy, blessed, prosperous man with a with a beautiful family and a beautiful life to broke, poor, homeless, covered in boils, sitting in the trash heap, taking broken pieces of clay pottery and lancing the boils that are covering his body. And his poor wife says, just curse God and die. Yeah. And you might want to be hard on his wife because she said that. But you know what? I don't know any spouse that wants to see the person they love suffer like that. But what did he say? Though he, though he slays me, mm-hmm. I'll still serve him. Yep. And, and Job did nothing wrong, Josh. That's the thing people yep. have to understand. He did nothing wrong. He didn't sin. He didn't commit any crime. He didn't do anything immoral. What happened? The Bible says there came a time where the, 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 the angels of God and, 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 and the, the, in the heavenly host, in the heavenly realm, the sons of God, the angels of God appeared before the throne of God, and Satan was there too. And God said to Satan, where have you come from? He said, from walking to and fro on the earth. 
And the Bible makes it very clear in the book of Job. God said to Satan, well, have you considered my servant Job? And he said, he said, you protect him. You bless him. You've done all this for him. You take that away from him and I'll get him to curse your name. I'm just paraphrasing that. Yeah. And so God lifted the hedge from him and let him, let him come after him. Yep. And then the devil came back and said, well, how about skin for skin? Let me touch him physically. God said, you can touch him physically, but you can't kill him. He still tried to kill him. <laughs> he still tried to kill him. So you go from being, you know, go, going from being this successful, wealthy, rich man to losing everything. I mean, I, I, this one I want to, and I'll use an yeah. example. People say, well, what, what's so big about the story of Job? I want you to imagine Bill Gates going from, from losing everything to where he's a homeless man on the streets of New York begging for food. Yeah. We can't fathom that in our mind, but that, that kind of gives you an idea. I mean, Job was a wealthy, prosperous oh, man. Yes. He had a lot of livestock. He had a lot of flocks and herds and, and, and just was wealthy. And, and that's why, that's why when Satan, again, who is the accuser of the brethren, as the Bible says, when he made that statement, he was accusing Job of being blessed because God had protected him. Well, God allowed that to happen. Now, nobody wants to hear this on this broadcast, but God allowed that to happen. Yeah. And what happened? Job came through that entire period of suffering, however long it was. But when he came out of that, God blessed him even more than when he came into it. Because he remained faithful. <laughs> he remained to faithful to God. And when you remain faithful to God through the difficult times, when suffering happens, no matter what it is, it's not so much our actions while we're you know, while we're going through that, but also our reaction to what, yep. what is happening. We think, well, bad things happen to good people. That shouldn't happen. If they're a good Christian person, they shouldn't have to suffer. Jesus suffered on the cross. You said it very clearly. Mm -hmm. He died, was nailed to the cross. Mankind and our sin put him on that cross. And by doing that, Josh, he died for us. He said, look, if I suffered, the servant's not greater than his master. So we're going to have struggles, but it's yep. how we come through them. Because we could be the very person through our reaction and our actions and our attitude and our, our mindset through the suffering that'll show the world that, you know what, God is real. Yep. And God has brought me through it because it you're, you're, you know, you know, because at some point right now, a Christian believer is either coming into a time of crisis in the middle of a crisis or has just come out of a crisis. Yep. yep. <laughs> so it's, it's, we, it falls back into one of these things, you know, it's like you mentioned about Job and stuff, you know, he remained faithful to God. He knew that no matter what, you know, God was going to be there for him because he understood he, he had seen God's provision. That's why God said, you know, have you considered my servant Job? Because he knew, because God knew that Job was with him. And, and and he knew that no matter what, Job was going to remain faithful because Job trusted and knew that, that, that no matter what life threw at me, I'm going to praise Jesus in that's my right. storm. And that's, that's right. where we ought to be. And I like to tell people this, and that is I, I like to think of trials and suffering mm -hmm. as us getting a chance to experience the small little glimpse yes. of what Jesus went through on the cross. Oh, yeah. And uh, and it's just, just a little bit of what Jesus went mm -hmm. through for us. And I think that's it's right. cool because, because, you know, as I remind myself of that, Every day and every time, you know, mm -hmm. trials hit, I remind myself that I'm experiencing a little bit what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. And man, this really hits home because I because in those moments, I understand just how much mm -hmm. I, I was in need of God's saving grace and how much Jesus, you know, and the whole understanding of why God went to the cross and That's set right. me free and just how much Amen. it means to me. And, it, and when we come down the whole mm -hmm. suffering and 
Amen. You know, why does God allow bad mm-hmm. things to happen to good people? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's because yeah. he, you know, yeah. you got to look back at the cross and understand that God was good. Yeah. Nothing did wrong. Remember the words that, that Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 12, I believe it's verse 7, when he said that, that unless I should be exalted above measure and by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet or attack me lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. In verse 9, he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, Paul says, Most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Verse 10, Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. In our weakness, God's strength comes to the comes to the yeah. forefront. <clears throat> Paul wanted God to remove that thorn in the flesh three times, and God said, no, you're going to suffer. My strength and my grace is sufficient for you. And I think and that's it, the one thing he talks about. We, 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 we go through suffering sometimes to get us back to God. Yep, and it's one of those things where, you know, it's through our suffering. And I see this as the reason why God allows us to suffer and allow bad things to happen to good people is for, for us to understand and realize that we are in need of a Savior. Yes. And that yes. we need Christ in yes. our lives every day. And that 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 we are so dependent on Christ yeah. that, you know, we need him in our lives. That's and right. so it's one of those where, Amen. Um, you know, the reason why bad things happen to yeah. good people yep. is so God can get them to realize on yes. Lord. Amen. And you need me. you need me. Yeah. And he can be glorified through that. Yep. Because in our in our weakness, his strength shines through. So yep. and that's a great that's a great thing, Pastor Josh. People wonder why does it why do bad things happen? One of the things they fail to realize is that Jesus Christ can be glorified through this because he brings us through it. So Yep. And so it's us realizing that yes. we're in need of a savior. Amen. So Amen. There's your question. And uh yep, there you go. We answered the answer. question there.